I feel like there's always like you you queue up some bit and then uh No, I'm usually just, just waiting starts. waiting for a moment in the conversation where it, it sounds like a good place to jump in, you know? Like that sentence just there? It could be. Yeah. I don't know, it's not very interesting. Mm. I, mean, I feel like this this whole bit has almost just become your resistance to the bit is the bit. That's about right. That's the bit. Mm. Hello, I'm Mitch Renlight. Hello, I'm Marco Sparks. Welcome to Headcanon. This is episode 18 of a rebooted format. We have a lot to discuss in this episode, as it turns out. Uh-huh. We're going to be talking about uh-huh. Taylor Swift's new video, because um, somehow that became a thing for us. Uh, then we're going to do a little bit on Lucy Hale's new show, Life Sentence. Our kind of big spotlight focus is going to be on the movie Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. And then if you stick around at the end, we're going to talk about Red Sparrow and Thoroughbreds with some yep. some spoilers. Light spoilers, I guess. I don't know. I, Red Sparrow's like has like a, maybe what you call it, a twist or something. Eh. I, I wouldn't really say so, but I don't know. Like if you really care. I don't know if you'd say they both have a twist. No. But it's like an eh twist. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed Thoroughbreds. Red Sparrow was a movie that I saw. Mm. All right, well, um, why don't you take it away with Taylor Swift's Delicate? So what was the deal? It was like someone, like they tried to hype this as a big like release yesterday. Like, oh shit, everyone count down to like the Delicate music video drop. It was like drop. the American Movie Awards or Music Awards. Or I don't know, some, some award show, I think, is when it premiered. Okay, I am so, like, I'm impervious to <laughs> other big events that people are excited about. I just... They, I only knew because she tweeted about it. Fall off me like rain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's it's a it's you know keeping up her theme of fame and celebrity and the perspective on her and about her. Uh, it's like a it, this is an interesting video. I mean, it's like a like a light Spike Jones video. <laughs> like sure. Spike Jones, a little less frantic, a little less choreography. Um, the the biggest thing, like from the very beginning of the video, that I enjoyed is that they perfectly capture the body language of of like the sycophantic interviewers on red carpets. <laughs> You're very familiar with the body language of those people. Well, I feel like I've seen you know over the course of my life, I've seen enough like little clips, whether longer or shorter or what have you, and and just the little like the little bounce people do, like oh my god, so and so is approaching me. I can't wait to put a microphone in front of them. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed this video. I don't know if I loved it, but you know, it's maybe one of the better for me of of the ones associated with this album. I mean, I thought the song was. Uh, I'm just I'm not into this type of music. It's just just like too overproduced, and there's all these like auto tune filters and shit like that on it. Um, I don't know. I feel like she still needs to strip it down a little there. I mean, the video is stripped down, but the song still feels like, like it feels like this video, she's trying to transition to kind of like quote unquote old Taylor. You know, Mm -hmm. she's trying to bring it back in a little uh, shift the narrative, but the song, I mean, it's a slower song, so it kind of matches that, but it's still of the vibe of a, you know, look what you made me do. I feel like. Yeah. It's, it's much more relaxed. It's, it's the, 
pace of the previous songs that have been singles, like on on Ludes, um, which obviously, like, so like the Spike Jones kind of crazy fucking dancing would not have fit this song. Um, but little moments, I was like watching the thing where she's in the bathroom mirror, like making all the faces at herself, and it's like literally the face that like launched a thousand gifts on the internet there. Um, I'm sure so many people are going to be like using those as, as tweet responses at some point in their life. I kind of feel like Taylor has entered what I, what I like to call the Hillary zone where like nothing she can do will ever not be picked apart. Yeah. You know, like, like she's obviously she's portrayed in this video as like, Oh, this is like the normal Taylor. This is the, no one can see her. This is how she wants to act. And yet you could say, well, that's just the narrative that she's pushing. This is just the new, you know, Taylor, Taylor 4.0 or whatever, you know, people didn't like the, the previous incarnation. So she's just like rebranding herself again and trying to like, you know, recapture some of the, her goodwill that she lost. Plus she also won the last election by 3 million votes. But, uh, mm-hmm. I think, you know, the, the counter narrative to all those people who, who want to put her on the Hillary zone is, uh, maybe all of those iterations of her are all the same girl. You know, maybe sometimes she is a little crazy and back on her bullshit. And sometimes she is a little more chill and just and just plain fucking goofy. This does feel to me at least more genuine than like some of the like, look what you made me do shtick. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it's much simpler. There's only one concept here instead of like a bunch of different things all smashed together. But I, I don't know. It just she seems more comfortable doing this. Like, even if it's just acting, her acting seems more natural here. Yeah. And I, I mean, like I said, I've enjoyed all the, the the different iterations of her that she's she's pushed so far in this cycle. But I also like just like the idea that Taylor Swift is just a big fucking dork. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, that's that's the thing about us big fucking dorks is I feel like whenever I get a chance to put on a mask and be look what you made me do or be what is the one where she's dancing with like the robot version of herself or whatever ready, like ready for it or something like yeah, that. yeah i mean whenever that happens you're totally ready for it mm-hmm. or the one gorgeous i don't remember what that video was was that a video i i seem to recall something about that yeah i don't remember the video do we do we podcast about this how am i not myself i don't know but yeah i mean i wonder how many more singles are on this album <laughs> how many more videos there are please don't give us the one of like the fucking ed sheeran rap Please don't do that. Yeah, no, thank you. I don't want to see anyone turn in like a proposal for that video. Or, yeah. but I like to think the the secret hidden meaning of this video is that uh, she's she's passed a, like a magical note at the beginning. I like to think that's like laced with some sort of toxin, like when that like one random like woman killed Kim Jong Un's like half brother or something in a mall. Like mm-hmm. I, I think she dies at the beginning of the video and she's a ghost for the rest of the video, and she's finally happy because she's dead. Well, but they can they can all see the ghost at the end in the bar. Can they? I don't know. But maybe there's just someone right behind her. Of all, maybe of she's the ghost fooled things, herself. Like the sequence where she's like <laughs> the random middle aged Asian woman is smiling at her in the <laughs> elevator, and she's like so overjoyed. And it's of course she's just like like doing her makeup in the mirror. I love that. But like of all the things that make the most sense for her being a ghost, it's like dancing in a wet city street, Ugh, barefoot. Come on, That's, Taylor. That's her brand. That's like I'd rather be dead. No, that's like apparently like half her songs have like lyrics about dancing in the rain. That's like her thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I watched some analysis videos of this video. I I have one. Up. I have one queued up that I haven't 
watch fully where it's like a woman in her bedroom like it says delicate music video decoded <laughs> yeah, um, i after, may have watched that one yeah after it's over i can't wait to dive into this mm. also if you've emailed us before explaining the i feel uh, like that video like secret, secrets of taylor swift please do it again that video was a little light it, not exactly a scholarly text um yeah. i think he could go deeper so um well i mean Give this woman a break. She has a framed poster of Arrow on her wall. So I, I wasn't going to mention it, but sure. No. All right. Well, anything else to say about delicate? I mean, I, I, I wonder if maybe she's, um, I wonder if it's working, I guess. Is, is she recapturing some of her goodwill with this? Or are people just saying, oh, this is just Taylor trying to recapture her goodwill. Fuck her. Yeah, I I, I don't think those people are going to be pleased. I think people are too excited about the idea of her constantly offering herself up to be burned in effigy. And the internet does love a comeback story, though. Mm. We'll see. Although I, I feel like she needs a new album to really properly pull that off. I can't wait till she just goes full EGOT. Like and weird egots too. Like I want Taylor like doing an Oscar for playing Dazzler or something crazy like that. I was just going to mention Dazzler. Yes, <laughs> I mean she does seem like a decent actor in the. I mean, uh, decent. You know, like I feel like she could do a comic book movie. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Like uh, she's not exactly three billboards here, but. Uh... <laughs> no. Yeah. All right. Maybe someday. Well. We will watch her career with great interest. <laughs> Life Sentence. What did you think of this show? What did you think of this show? Uh, I've talked myself into enjoying it more since I watched that episode. Um, it's it's one of those pilots, like a lot of pilots, you know, where like you're really working to get the idea out there. Um, and I don't know if you totally have like the full feel of the show yet. Because there's a lot of characters, and that's going to be a lot of, a lot of drama of this family going forward. Um, I mean, I think one through line throughout the pilot for me is Lucy Hale is just an incredibly likable, watchable presence, full of energy. She has a little bit of the manic pixie dream girl thing about her, and I can definitely see where the show could veer into like just making her the villain. <laughs> uh, and they kind of they kind of tease that a little bit with the whole like. You were too busy having cancer. You didn't see their fucking lives are falling apart because of you. But I guess I'll watch the second episode. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's an odd show. I um. I don't want to criticize it for what it's not, but it's kind of hard not to think about all the uh, opportunities for conflict. They just sort of like bypassed for this really lightweight drama instead. Um, even like she finds out that she's cured, and I feel like we never really got a moment of her like processing that. Mm-mm. and really thinking about what that means i don't know like it just it was like let's just skip past all that and get to kind of this like corny like family drama i don't know it was it's bizarre it's like this show is like interested in all the aspects of this theoretical scenario that i don't find particularly interesting mm-hmm. um lucy's very charming like you said, her character might be an even bigger narcissist than Arya montgomery though yeah, yeah. Like, i think she is the villain yeah. Um, I don't know. Also, it was like, is it when, true? When, when or do I this, want that to be true? When was this script written? Like, they keep on talking about 
bisexuals as a, a bi, you yeah. know, like, oh, are you a bi mom? Like, who What's says like, that? No one says that. What fucking waspy are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's like they'd never heard the concept before. It's like, oh, I heard about these quote unquote bisexuals on like NPR once or something. It's like it's set in like who knows where Oregon. Um, I I feel like I does not I look enjoyed, like Oregon. No, I feel like I enjoyed most of the actors who played her family, except for the dad. That guy always yeah, that, is creepy to me, and he's he's, he's like a dick. Yeah. Well, it's like if there's any chance that I'm supposed to root for him to get back to his wife, that is never going to happen. I mean, there's like a, there's just like a very fine line between marital arguments and just like homophobia there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he does both the, like, I understand you know you're mad that your wife's cheating on you, but yeah, you know how fucking hard it is for the patriarch of the family. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to the, you know, like red strike number seven with like, at least if my wife had left me for a man, I could punch him or something. It's like, fuck <laughs> you. Fuck you. Well, and it's like, why Why are we focused on this and not like, I don't know. Let's let's get inside the headspace of somebody who just learned that they aren't yeah. going to die. Holy fucking balls. I'm not going to die again. And I mm-hmm. look this good after eight years of on off cancer treatments. I mean, maybe the maybe their secret angle here is that she is the villain of the show. I don't think um, they know that. Like, I don't get the impression that the writers are going that way. If it's not her, it's her husband, right? Um, I I wouldn't say he's a villain. He's clearly just trying to accommodate her constantly. I I don't think he's really Sarah Perales camera or uh, candle fucking. Yeah. Constantly lighting candles (laughs) every night. Fucking in a meatloaf video every night. (laughs) I I don't think he could handle the whole thing where she sleeps on his arm and it goes numb. Like, I feel like he would be like, he wouldn't be sleeping well. And like, after a couple weeks, he'd be like like a mental wreck you know like just from lack mm. of sleep like I, I feel like he'd start to lose his shit like i don't think he could do that for like eight months honestly it would be that thing where should sadly you know fortunately it's not going to should she ever be like be going the other direction and there's that point where you're just like doped up on uh oh, on the morphine. definitely season finale that's like oh the cancer's back that's happening i'm sure oh for sure but like when she's like doped up in the morphine and the doctor's just like basically it's a matter of time like any minute or in an hour she's gonna be gone and he just leans forward and he's just like i fucking hated it when you slept on my arm every goddamn night no go ahead wake up and tell everyone no one will believe you um, I get on to think I felt like for a while, like he just was married to her for the sadness and the giggles and the money. And now like, he's going to like Hitchcock her, like suspicion her and try to kill her. I feel like also, there's such a darker, all that much to fart. I know. I, At some point, you're just like, I'm sorry, honey. I love you. I got to drop some serious ass right here. There's, there's so many like darker places you could take this concept, but the show just wants, it seems like it just wants to be this like really happy, like pushing daisies kind of quirky dramedy or something. Um, I don't know. Cause you could, you could get fucking dark with the show. Like it's, I could almost see like some sort of like twisted funhouse mirror version of like breaking bad or something, you know, mm-hmm. um, incurable. Did you, did you see the Lucy Hale approved tweet from Heather Hogan? Um, yes, yes I did. <laughs> Which is basically to, to repeat Heather. This is what it's like when Ari is on the same show as everyone else. When she's allowed to be on the same show, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I've i always thought Lisi is a very talented professional actress. Um, 
when she gets the material, she knocks it out. I feel. Like. I mean, but she's. There's times when I thought she was going to repeat fucking dialogue from Elizabeth Town. That's how twee. Yeah, it's very twee to mm-hmm. be. Um, <laughs> I and like it's funny because the dad. I dislike the dad character so much, even though he's apparently paying their rent. And they're like big lofty fuck palace. Well, what does uh, her husband do? Seriously, what the fuck does this guy do? Where he's just like, oh, your dad's got us a rent check. Awesome. Yeah. Also, you're not going to go get a job at a coffee shop and like make up whatever the the difference was. <laughs> you know? And then when she like foregoes taking the rent check from now on. Well, I mean, if they're in some sort of like rural Oregon town, their rent might not be that much With, between two people. I feel like it shouldn't be that unmanageable. Like all, everyone else in her family has a bunch of loans, probably, but she doesn't. So, she she's like, I've secretly got fantastic credit. Mm-hmm. Cancer would do that to you. Um, but like the dad character is so unlikable that like other characters that I should have hated, like the brother, I found him to be fine. The guy was kind of like funny at times. Um, I don't you know if I cared for his whole storyline, but like he's just the guy like who lives at home and does he sell drugs? And then like falls ass backwards so. in the sex. I, like I he think just, he's some sort of like low level dealer. He's just like banging milfs at like kids soccer I, games or something. Yeah, it might be like infusing that with thoroughbreds or something. But yeah, I feel like he was some sort of low level dealer, um, <laughs> and she, like selling and Adderall or something. If R.I.P. Anthony Elchin had been her brother in mm-hmm. this. <laughs> also, can I just say Stella? I, I I might have said this before on the podcast, but Stella is not a Lucy Hale name. That's not a name for a short person. I feel like Stella is like a very tall woman. Um, mm. I, mm. I don't feel like that's a good name for a character. And also, Life what, Sentence is a terrible name for the show. What what Manic Pixie Dream Girl name would you give her character? Mm. I would do this. Be, because she's Lucy Hale and she's fairly well known as you know, Lucy? being Lucy Hale. You call her Lucy. You change the call name Goose? of the show. The show's now called Loose Ends. Because loose is obviously a nickname for Lucy, then it, it kind of gels a little. You know, it's like the, these loose ends or the rest of her life now. Maybe it's because I'm a fucking child, but like loose ends just sounds dirty. Um, wow. What if it was just Lucy with an exclamation point? Mm. Like she's in a fucking sitcom. Nah. Um, is she such a big star for this? I mean, I know she is the star of True for Dare coming out in April. Are but you see that? Like, I don't really want to. I don't want to either. I'm not into those kind of movies. Yeah. Just like how how I horrible mean, can people be to each other? Unless I can go to the the ticket office and be like, "Hello, I have movie pass. I would like to only watch the sequence in which Lucy Hale's like face inflates super oh. wide during sex." <laughs> no, thank you. Can you tell me when in the movie that is, please? And it just looks like like torture porn, pretty much. You know. Yeah. Well, anytime you have a character stand up on a table in front of other characters and then do a, a header mm-hmm. face first into something, and we have to cut away and hear crack, and everyone goes, "Oh!" It looks I'm like they're a- like, "How can we make Final Destination, but like more cruel and cheaper?" Yeah, like in every way, cheaper with like uh, a mostly TV cast. Yeah. Anyways, um, anything else to say about life sentence? No, but I mean, like, would you say you're watching the next episode? Maybe. I don't know. I don't. I 
I've actually been watching more TV lately, but for a while I've just been watching like one or two shows a week, if that. So I don't know if I'll really keep up with this. Are you doing all those comic book shows still? No, no, I stopped watching all those. I've like I've like been watching Agents of Shield, and I think that's pretty much it. Um, so is that show ending this year? Probably, yeah. Mm. I think they're like writing it like it's the end. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to talk about Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters now. Stick around if you want to hear about Red Sparrow and Thoroughbreds at the end. Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, a 2013 film written and directed. A double threat there by this guy named Tommy Workola. I don't know how the fuck this guy got this job. I don't know how the fuck this guy got a budget of $50 million for this movie. Um, yeah, what'd you think? Well, I don't know if you saw like somewhere on the internet the uh, anecdote, which was he came up with the idea for this in film school, and his film professor told him, shut your mouth and hold on to that idea until you're in front of a producer. <laughs> How is this guy getting the chance to make movies is what I'd like to know. Uh, yeah, I mean, his previous movie was something called like Dead Snow, which I think was like Zombies in the Snow. Oh, apparently there's an unrated cut of this. I guess I did not watch that movie. I, don't I know. think I saw Wikipedia. It's just like a little bit longer and like one well, or maybe two extra scenes. It's hard to tell because my running time with credits is like 138, which is the unrated cut. So no. maybe I don't know if they're including credits or not. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My, I don't have much of an opening statement for this other than just like fucking what? I, I think that's my general attitude for this movie. Okay. Um well, I mean, just say first row red flag is there's a fucking MTV Films logo at the beginning of this movie. MTV Films. So that that that, that speaks to the pause. movie's schizophrenia. Yeah, I mean, and some movies have a sweet tooth. This movie has like a sweet fang. Uh, how can I put this? It's it's a thousand times better than Bright. Uh, it definitely strives to capture that feeling of like John Carpenter, Sam Raimi, Peter a, a Jackson. A thousand times a zero is still zero, though. Yeah, true. <laughs> Um, you know, but sometimes what you need to fight a bad witch like Xenia on a top is a in a bro like Jeremy Renner of a gun and also Strawberry Fields. I it was just a weird movie. It wasn't enough of the things it needed to be, both good or bad. I didn't hate this movie watching it. I mean, it was mildly enjoying, wouldn't you say? Enjoyable. Yeah. Did I say enjoying? I'm sorry, enjoyable. It was mildly enjoyable. I'm very tired. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mildly enjoyable. I can't imagine seeing this in theaters, though. I did. And I was like, well, that was a movie. Like, with friends? Or what was the makeup of the theater? A lot of people? Do you remember any of that? It was just just me. I don't think there were that many people in the theater. Um, It was like a March movie. I don't know. I must have been bored. But I'm shocked it wasn't a January movie. I think originally it was, and then they delayed it. Or actually, maybe this... No, wait. Maybe I'm getting it wrong. I think it was supposed to come out in March, and then they delayed it to January. Let me check on that. The following Yeah, January. yeah, it was a January movie. Yeah. <laughs> they delayed it, I think, because they thought, like, Renner's getting hot, Avengers, like, and they, like, filmed, like, an extra stinger to, like, make it seem like there would be, like, future movies or something. Um, and then they just ended up dumping it. There's a couple of lies that we've just perpetually tell ourselves. One of those lies is always going to be Jeremy Renner's getting hot. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you want to do our top moments? I, I do have an honorable mention. Wow. Um, 
I'm sure you don't. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not a lot of like, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm like kind of on an even keel for most of this movie. Like not a lot of mm-hmm. very high highs or low lows. Yeah, these are the again, as I feel like I've said far too many of these episodes now, some of these moments are arbitrary, but um, my number four moment is the movie kind of climaxes in this like evil, sexy Sabbath of doom where all these witches are doing a right on a mountain. And then suddenly like another witch, a good witch shows up with a rail gun and Jeremy Renner's throwing grenades. Is it Gallon Gun? Sorry. Um, I don't know my steampunk. Railgun is uh, the classic Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Eraser. Do you remember that movie? Uh, I know of it. I never saw it. Railgun is like like magnetic. It shoots through walls. That's the first movie where a dude in a plane threw another guy into the engine of the plane. I feel like that happened before then. Okay. Um, Anyways, all of this could have been better. But it's like if you can get behind this scene where Jeremy Renner's like throwing holy grenades or whatever this movie might be for you or just will never be for you. This one of the movies really reaching for the, the Sam Raimi brass ring there. Or like the Peter Jackson. Yeah. And it's just, it's just Jeremy Renner's not Bruce Campbell. That's your problem. No, he isn't. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What is my number three? I guess the troll healing Gretel. Um, I don't know the, the troll. He seemed like entirely, warped in from like an 80s jim henson movie mm-hmm. but i don't know i i like creature effects so I'll, I'll go with that for number three i feel like that troll is straight up from the abysmal league of extraordinary gentlemen movie league of extraordinary I, gentlemen yeah the, the sean connery movie yeah i know right. there's a troll in that movie i feel like he is exactly whatever their their cgi uh mr hyde was i don't think so um, my number three moment is when they go back to the original witches, like the candy witches cabin again. Mm-hmm. And the blame person who's with Jeremy Renner is like, Oh my God, is this? And Jeremy Renner's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you do, don't eat the fucking candy. Um, that line should have like just been amazing. And again, Jeremy Renner's very weird in this movie. Jeremy Renner has a different idea of what movie he's in than everyone else. I think, well, I think, they they thought he was like the kind of swaggerific Bruce Campbell counterpart to the excellent work that Jim Arden's doing. And I think part of the time he's doing that. And the other part of the time he's doing like slightly virginal dude. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, yeah. Anyways, so I can see where that moment probably like was exciting to producers on the on the page and just falls flat on the screen. Yeah. Uh, my number two is in the big climactic fight. It's just a minor moment. And suddenly Gretel has some sort of like bladed whip. And it's just like <laughs> one shot. It's like this big hero shot of her like whipping that thing around and like just like cutting a witch entirely apart with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost makes me wonder if that was like filmed later or something like the the lighting in that last sequence is all over the place. It's like red yeah. and then it's like obviously daylight and it's dark. And yeah, but that was a yeah, cool y- shot. You know, they they did some reshoots when they thought Hawkeye was going to get some heat. Mm-hmm. Um, my number two is in the pub, like somewhere in the first third of the movie when the, the survivor from the failed witch hunt 
of tertiary character shows up to deliver the witch's message. <laughs> and it's like Jeremy Renner just like he realizes what's going to happen while he's drinking. He just like they have like a super fan character and he just casually brings this guy to stand in front of him while he takes a sip of his ale. And then like the guy delivering the message explodes into bloody chunks like a Gallagher show all over people. Um, and I thought, well, this this might be Jeremy Renner's best role. <laughs> Then nah, it's not. But nah. for a moment there, I was like really hopeful. I think his best really role obviously is uh, the unusuals. I'm oh, kidding. I just saw something where some actor like that was on their filmography. They had been in that, and I was like, "Holy shit!" How unusual? Um, yeah, um, I'm kind of shocked that two of my top moments featured Jeremy Renner. That seems weird. Anyways, mm-hmm. what's your number? One? Uh, my number one is when Gretel says, let the girl go or I'm going to blow your shirt's yes. brains all over these fucking hillbillies. Yes. That's my number one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gretel, Jim Arterton thinks she's in like a Tarantino movie. I think, I think she thinks she's in like a very schlocky Tarantino movie. I don't know what movie Jeremy Renner thinks he's in, but he thinks he's in a very different movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, Peter Stormare is about to like kill a woman that he's claimed as a witch in front of all the townspeople. And Gemma Arton shows up to put it like a crossbow up against the back of his head. And she says that. Um, and then like, I mean, she's, she's, I would say generally a badass. I'm kind of surprised she didn't get more of she those gets, kind of roles. She gets this. like damseled like a couple times in this movie. Alone. She does like, yeah, he has to go save her, which is ridiculous because he's so inept compared to her. Mm-hmm. But then, like, it's like they want to give him a moment. And I wondered if this was a reshoot because he suddenly jumps in with, if anyone harms this woman, you're going to have me to deal with. I was like, who, who gives a fuck about you? Yeah, I know. She's got like a multi stacked like uh, crossbow thing over there. Peter Stormare, the, Stormare, the uh, mustache just looks weird. Does anyone take him seriously anymore? I don't think so. Like, is he ever going to do a drama again? I mean, would you even buy that? I, I would just never buying him to begin with other than his Uli. I mean, he's yeah. <laughs> What's his deal? He's a nihilist. <laughs> oh, that sounds exhausting. Um, it's like, he's the guy you call in for this movie or it's like, we need in parentheses, a name for like the first 10 minutes, of John wick Two. I feel like they were like, we need, we need like an Ian McShane. They're like, yeah, he's not doing it. And they're like, um, <laughs> he's not flying to whatever shitty part of Europe. Yeah, is. Can, can we get Tom Selleck? No, no, he's definitely not doing it. Uh, and then like five more names down the list. It was Peter Stormare. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but semi turned us down. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. so yeah, you're number one as well. Fucking hillbillies. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, any complaints? Again, this movie is not—it's not where it needs to be. I mean, I read on Wikipedia like, "Oh, it's a cult classic," and it's like, I guess. Uh, no, it is really low bar for. Cult it would like to be, days. but it's not. No, the tone is all over the place in this movie, and it never commits to being like a comedy or like a horror movie. Like it—it it seems like it wants to be a Sam Raimi movie, but it, it just doesn't have that sort of manic energy to get there. I could see it as a TV show, like a stars TV show. I, I think that's just called Ash versus the Evil Dead. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another one of my complaints. There's there's a lot of problematic shit in this movie. Um, I feel like uh, you could down. really you could really psychoanalyze the writer director of this movie. I think he might have some issues to deal with. I'll kind of get to more of that later. 
Um, and then, yeah, like I said, I just I feel like Renner and Arterton are both like woefully miscast for this movie. Neither of them like they 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 think they're both in different movies. I don't think either of them is really working that well with the material. Um, mm. I feel like I mean, the, the movie, the script is a mess anyway, and the direction's bad. But I also feel like you need different actors to even try to pull off something like this. And these two are just not the actors to do it. You either need like Royal Shakespearean or just like hammy motherfuckers. And these guys mm-hmm. are neither. No, I mean, and Renner is like, he's really positioning himself that his, his, his metier in the film world is like, he's not the sidekick. He's like the guy next to the sidekick, you know, he's like, uh, I feel like if you were to recast just one role, in like the oceans 11 movies, he would be Matt Damon. Yeah, maybe. Although like with less charisma, I guess I don't know. Renner is a weird actor. Like it's somehow fitting that he's Hawkeye just because Hawkeye sucks so much um that of course you'd get somebody like renner to play him but like his his like good roles or stuff like uh the town or um uh what's the movie that won the oscar um the hurt locker like that is kind of like his wheelhouse i think is he playing his natural weird self yeah he's kind of like combustible internally conflicted people um this character is playing here like i don't even i don't think he even knows what he's doing all right. Well, anyways, let's uh, do a little general discussion for this movie. MTV Films, like you said, that is just a, a hallmark of what a weird jumble this movie is. It, it's their, like Paramount and MTV Films. What was their first movie? Was that Joe's Apartment? Probably, yeah. I'm like, I'm shocked it wasn't Jerry O'Connell instead of Jeremy Renner. Yeah, um, really. Though, the, but, um, there's a lot of just like people's faces being like dirty and like covered in blood and shit in this movie. Yeah. Especially their mouths. I feel like you could maybe psychoanalyze the director just on that alone. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that. I, I tried to watch the new it over the weekend as well. Oh, really? And I mean, I turned it off halfway through, but like hmm, when the, the girl who's like, I think the best part of the movie when like all the blood is like mm-hmm. spewing out of the sink. It's a metaphor. That was one of those moments. Yeah, I know, I know. But I was like, I was like, for the love of God, please close your mouth. <laughs> Just getting blood and hair in your mouth, please. Good God, fuck. Um, yeah. So, also speaking of logos, after MTV Films, we get the Gary Sanchez film logo, which is just what a revolver, is some teething poured. That's like the most random production studio well, it, logo I've ever seen. It's like a a revolver set on a white table, and then a cup of tea or coffee is poured. It's like what? What the fuck does that mean? The rest of the movie, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you get the um, the montage of uh, headlines as exposition, which I think isn't necessarily always the sign of hackery, but I think after, often is. Isn't Cough, that after Harry the, Potter. the cold open? Yeah. Yeah, it's after the cold open. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had to write it down. This is like the first real note in my notes. The um, the frosting roofing on it's the gross. candy, which is looks like old cum. Okay. I wasn't like, going to say like, it, but. Do you yeah. remember the Reddit story about sure. the cum box? How can I forget? This woman's shack. Oh, like this this candy does not look appetizing. Like no, I, I think they wanted to be like this very gothic and creepy gingerbread house or whatever. Um, yeah, it's definitely built I a guess, lot of fucking sense for this movie. 
Yeah, they did. Well, I mean, it's Europe, so I bet it was like dirt fucking cheap, like the the, the really like poor parts it's, of Europe. It's Europe, but everyone has an American accent for some reason. Even Jim Arterton, who's English, I'm I'm sure some of these actors are dubbed. It, the only one who has an accent of any sort that I noticed was, um, I think it's Mina is the character's name, the Good Witch. Mm-hmm. She's like the only one who has anything approaching an accent. It's very strange, like. What the fuck is the setting for this movie? I think it's supposed to be in Europe, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like kind of Germany. Yeah, it's sort of like Germany, like when it was still like a collection of like kingdoms and you know, little mm-hmm. and whatnot. But they all have guns. Like, Anachronistic, weird steampunk guns. Yeah. Uh, and they all uh, speak with American accents. But the village is yeah. medieval. And then they, there's like sight gags where it's like ye old bottle of milk but with like a missing children like woodcut on it oh it's it's like the it's like the highest production value is like a sci-fi channel saturday night movie uh another line that i didn't know i had before that, that something that's just weird that freaks me out is like turning old candy into architecture so like i don't need an edible mcmansion that's going to give me a cavity i just found everything about that witch's shack to be gross and it was uh, like really overdone like it was cut weird too it's like she'd like lean them up and go like rah and then like cut to them in cages later and then we get the really weird shit where the the witch has this overwhelming desire to get the boy to eat and is like threatening his sister's life if he doesn't like consume mass amounts of candy which which gives him uh diabetes later so that's that's his character's fatal flaw so he's got the diabetes so I guess in the original script, it was not diabetes. It was just an eating disorder, <laughs> which I feel like that's the weird, the weird detail where Jeremy Renner's like, sign me up. Well, like they do the thing where they, they force the witch into the oven. It's like, oh, she's burning. But then it's like the witch throws her like weird, you know, melting face up against. For some reason, there's like a, a, a window to this oven and then like her eye like explodes it's like it really wants to be like this gross out movie some of the time, but it's like, it's like, are you, are you going for a laugh or not? I can't tell. It kind of seems like you don't know either, you know? Yeah. So, but you know, they throw the witch into the oven cause the badass sister like finally overpowers the witch and like takes charge of the situation. And I kept thinking like, okay, by act three, we're going to get the thing where they have like the breakdown and like Jim Arjun's like, we're only here because I keep saving your ass. No, that's not this but kind no, of movie. Then we get this like this sequence is over. We get this like goofy Jeremy Renner voiceover about how he and his sister like never walked into a house full of candy again, but they always set witches' asses on fire. It's, it's and so, then it's so like lame, tough guy. Yeah, yeah. And then you get like you said the credit sequence conceit of like newspaper headlines about siblings who defeat witches, and I just thought, who the fuck are buying all these newspapers, and can these people even read? Mm-hmm. Um, which didn't that isn't that how fantastic beast started it wasn't like a shit ton of like newspaper headlines and i believe um order of the phoenix starts in a similar way okay i'm not calling david yates a hack i'm just saying he does very hack like things are you really you don't think he's a hack i think i think we both know yeah (laughs) um yeah so one of the illustrations to accompany these articles we see a drawing of greta Gretel holding a crossbow and looking like a badass. And next to her, Hansel is just standing there with his arms folded over his chest. <laughs> it's like they just don't know what to fucking do with this like scion of manliness here. It just looks like they spent a lot of money on all of this, which and it's just I don't think it was worth it. Yeah. Uh, so 
then blah blah blah. Present day, Peter Stormare is the sheriff of the small town. He's gonna like we rally the crowd to burn the switch. I know. I'm just we don't got to give him a whole recap. But there's there's you know the the usual witch shit where like a group of men in the society are like let's just burn this woman we don't like. Um, she has you know, she's a, she, she a hair that like obviously looks like like she's got it bleached and then died. Like her hair does mm-hmm. not look like a natural hair color at all. It's like orange. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is the love interest. I couldn't believe they killed this character off at the end. It's it's like so like uh, you got laid, but she's still a witch, so she had to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's not that broken up about it. No, do you know this movie? Even though she just took his flower. Guess how? No, I don't think he's a virgin. I don't know. Maybe he is. Guess how much money this made worldwide. Uh, I know it made a lot of money in Europe, or made more money in Europe. I don't know. So it's fifty million dollar budget. Made two hundred and twenty six mm-hmm. million worldwide. So I, I think they were actually talking about making a sequel for this, which nobody is asking for. And I think that's probably folded into a TV show idea. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Um, like, at what point? When you <laughs> just imagine there's like, oh, Renner won't come back unless we pay him this much. Like, how fast do you do you recast that role? You're like, oh, fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, what is Gemma Archerton doing now? I don't know, probably BBC stuff or something. Um, at what point in like your witchy bounty hunting career do you just say to your partner, our brand needs to be head to toe leather? <laughs> their outfits, yeah, they're, they're they're something. They're they're everything's very stylized. I I'm not a big fan of uh, Gretel's outfits. She's she's it's cause it's sort of like piratey look. And mm-hmm. like she has like this really weird high collar and one uh in the but opening. Cleavage. Yeah, she has like weird cleavage though. It's like it it's incongruous with the kind of like kind of half armor like badass look that she's going for. It's mm-hmm. like she has these like really big kind of like wide necks that don't make any sense for like the way that they would normally dress, you know. Yeah, she looks like she liberated herself from like Captain Jack Sparrow's like Eventually crew. she I think by the end of the movie she might have like some sort of blouse on underneath that looks a little more normal for the the look that they're going for. Yeah. Like she's going to yell unguard. Yeah. Um, for what it's worth, Jeremy Renner's 15 years older than I was going to say that. Yeah. They're brother and sister. Also, did you kind of get the impression like at least half the time in this movie that like he wants to fuck his sister? Oh yeah. 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 Like at one point he's like sleeping underneath her bed or something. And she kind of reaches down to kind of wake him up. And like she wants to talk about this dream she had. And he just kind of like grabs her hand and kind of like halfway spoons into it or something. It's like, whoa, what, what are you doing, Jeremy Renner? Well, it's like, <laughs> that's your sister, are, dude. Are we saying that like he's like just a, a weird horn dog and it's like any, in, like he just wants like contact like that? But also, your brother and sister, your whole shtick is you go town to town with your anachronistic weapons killing witches. Get two fucking rooms at the inn. Why are you sleeping on the floor next to her? Mm-hmm. I mean, his his whole game at the the bar is like, I'm gonna go tell a story about like a witch piss, and uh, oh man, what's what's with the chicks in this bar? They're not into my clever anecdotes. Yeah, maybe he is a virgin. I don't know. Well, it's like he he talks a big game for a while, and then finally the chick's like nice to him, and he's just like, I gotta go. Yeah, it's it's he's all over the place. It's maybe that was supposed to be the gimmick is that he like if that was his kind of gimmick is that like he's actually a virgin and he's not like the tough guy he claims to be or whatever, you know, like but they never really push that far enough. And so it just seems like 
bad writing. So I would have made this movie 20 years ago and cast uh, Bill Paxton as this role. Why not just cast Bruce Campbell as this role? I mean, because I could definitely I mean, see I guess Bill that's just... Paxton from True Lies just folding when the pretty woman gives him attention. Got a little dick. It's not even funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so they go witch hunting at one point. There's a witch has neck horns or shoulder horns. That kind of creeped me Can out. Can we talk about his like weird shotgun thing that has like a gigantic barrel for some reason? Yeah. Staring at that through the whole movie. Weapons. They never reload, but also they cannot hit shit. Like they're seriously terrible at their jobs. There are so many times in this movie where they have somebody like point blank range and they miss like over and over again. Like I think they only like connect like with a couple of their shots before the end of the movie. The only time it's a classic movie math, math logic. The only time they ever hit anyone is when an enemy is running away and they shoot. And it's like now it's like a spear of a rope mm-hmm. and it like catches onto them. And now they have to be dragged. Yeah. Like when the witch flies away on a broom. And there's a point where like the two of them together have a witch corner. They've both got guns like pressed or guns or crossbows pressed to the witch's head. And the witch gets out of that. Like, yeah. How terrible are you guys? Yeah. Um, oh, I'm sure they're just killing innocent people and claiming, claiming the bounty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So he has like a weird timer watch thing to let him know when it's time to take his like super huge insulin shot <laughs> which yeah. also how much fluid is he injecting there because that is a huge ass syringe and he's like not like it's like it doesn't that way where like it's discreet enough that you want everyone to know um i think wikipedia or something talks about how he's like type 1 diabetic from from the opening which is not how i believe type 1 diabetes <laughs> that's not works. how any of this works yeah yeah <laughs> let, me, uh-huh. let me hit you with a great piece of trivia that i know you'll love Yes, please. Uh, apparently they uh they did a month of training for the uh, yes fight i scenes. saw that it's not that <laughs> which i With feel who? like is probably more training like Jesse Ventura? <laughs> i feel like that's probably more like combat training than renner did for hawkeye you know? yeah, yeah like i'm pretty sure i've seen videos like dissecting his like bow work his archery in uh in the avengers movies and it's like no he's he's not even trying uh, but apparently he did a, a fucking month of like training for the fight scenes, him and Jim Arden, uh, which just reminds me of one of the most hilarious details about Kill Bill is that Tarantino took a year off to write the fight scenes. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite like text memes for so long. That and uh, we got to bring Gordon that back. Commissioner Gordon has a beer and cheats on his wife. I think we got to bring back the taking a year off to write the fight scenes. Uh, which is what we'll be doing soon. That's Yeah. <laughs> That's, you know, if you're wondering what trouble is, that's, that's what yeah. happened. We had to take a year off to write the fight scenes. It's, it's all choreography. There's so <laughs> much choreography. It's great fight scenes. Uh. Um, there's one moment in this where I thought a dude was peeing into a water bowl and then like sliding it over to a dog. It sure looked like he was. I was like, oh shit, it's that kind of movie. Nope, it's not. Um, Stormare like wears this goofy thing over his broken nose. For a while, for it like reminded me a good chunk of the movie, yeah. Well, for like a day, and then like the next day doesn't have it anymore. But it reminded me of the shit you'd see like Perot wearing in the movies to protect his fabulous mustaches, or like um like a fake nose, you know, like yeah. if he'd yeah. gotten like the pox or something and his nose fell off and he had to the wear syphilis, like a, yeah yeah <laughs> the um, uh, what do they call that um is it the the French pox? I'm trying to remember what are they. It was always like they always name it after the other country. But yeah, I think it was like the French pox. 
Mm. Um, oh, there's our third member of our team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at one point, Sheriff Peterson sends like these like four jackasses out to like witch country at night to like hunt down witches and like show up Hansel and Gretel. Um, this scene is just it's those, just so nice. Like they're lighting a campfire to cook. There's no guards or sentries set up. Those dumb assholes do not get off a single shot, despite the fact that they all are holding guns pointed at the witch. Yeah. It's like they just yeah, stand and then, there and get killed. Well, it's like I'm and I'm watching the scene and like Pampa Ganson shows up and I'm like, I haven't seen you in a movie in forever. She's in the Wolverine. Is she in the Wolverine? Yeah. The second That's one? Jean okay. Grey. Yeah. I haven't seen the Wolverine in a while. She's uh um, she appears in his dreams. all of our dreams yeah um she's like hi remember me from that episode of star trek next generation and all those movies yeah so there's a there's a scene where a dude gets like all these like tree branches grab all of his limbs and then like rip them off including his head it's that kind of movie um she gets to say as like the chief villain of the movie she gets to say things like there's no use in praying my friend even your god knows better than come here yeah i feel like they misuse famp Jansen. she's covered in like like old ugly witch makeup for way too many of her scenes in this. Yeah. Like if, if I were doing this movie, I'd be like, I only want you to morph into like the evil witch when you absolutely must, you know, like keep her any dialogue that she's doing. She should still look like Famp Jansen or let the actor act. Do an occasional like half and half thing. Let us see her face. Um, so then like, there's like a, there's like tertiary, sub boss witches that show up there's a horny witch. they suck yeah like short horned hair witch thing uh it looks like the makeup from hocus pocus like cross of power rangers monsters but i had to crack up because the horny witch is an actress named ingrid borso berdal which i'm sure i did not pronounce right she plays armistice on westworld the uh the blonde gunslinger with the snake tattoo who works in oh, okay. shit guy. yeah was she the redhead no, In she's this? the horny witch. Oh, okay. Horned head. Hmm. Yeah. Or uh, I couldn't give a fuck about like their little like teenage fan dude who was like his book of clippings. Oh, that dude busts out one of the like clunkiest exposition scenes I've ever witnessed in a movie. I think he's just like, so guys, tell me your backstory. Is it true that this happened to you? And then this happened to you? And, <laughs> and that this is the conflict that's unresolved? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then yeah, later like, on, he's like, he's uh, Gretel. I don't know, gets knocked out or something, and he's like, speared her her away from like the angry townspeople. And he's first, he's like wiping her face, and then he's like, gotta start like wiping her cleavage. Like, what the fuck well, am she's I watching? Unconscious. Yeah. Well, and then the problem with that scene is she wakes up to be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And then it's like they have a conversation, and I'd be like, "No, you throw this guy out of the movie. He's done. <laughs> he's done. He's like, he's crossed the line." Um. Yeah, the sugar sickness is how they refer to it. Hansel and Gretel set up a decoy in the woods with a fucking record player. <laughs> like it's ye old phonograph. Yeah. Uh, also, the cliche of holding someone at gunpoint and saying, you move, you die. Wouldn't this movie have been more interesting if they just had like fancy crossbows and shit rather than like guns and modern yeah. technology? Okay, like, so. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, finish that thought. I was going to say like. If at some point when they're like witch stalking or whatever, if if Renner had just like put some headphones on and like started playing an iPod, I feel like it wouldn't have seen that incongruous or that, it could be, if he goes you know, anachronistic. Yeah. 
<laughs> she's like, what you doing, baby? I mean, you've, you've got fucking Gatling guns. You might as well have an iPod. How do you like this dynamic? And so what's his name? Thinks he's Han Solo. Jeremy Renner, just maybe he could be adult baby driver someday. <laughs> um, People so tell me I element. look like Han Solo. Here's an element that they do twice in the movie, and I think they should have played this up more. So the part, like I mentioned, Jeremy Renner, like the only time he gets a clear shot on a witch is when she's like flying away and he shoots a roped spear into her and he gets dragged as she's like, you know, flying through the woods on her broom and he's getting dragged along. The first thing he does is goes face first into a rock. He would be fucking dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw like, that. They do that later and it's like, you should do more just like massive head injuries to this character because it's funny. I mean, it's basically Ash, right? Like, that's the, the Bruce yeah. Campbell bit. You just, you know, you beat the shit out of your star for fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like they, they didn't know how to do the brother sister dynamic in this movie at all. Well, they don't do like, it. It's, it's a little too dynamic. sexual and they never really like make a joke about it. And so it's just sort yeah. of there. There's no sense that like they have a shtick or like a teamwork or like, mm-hmm. here's some moves they she's, do in tandem. She's like sort of the smart one, I guess. Well, she's clearly, the <laughs> she better, handles the paperwork. She's the better action hero. She does the paperwork. She, she does the researching. She's the Giles. It's almost like, how is Jeremy Renner just like not carrying her luggage for her? Mm-hmm. Um, There's some sort of plot where like they're kidnapping kids and it's like they have to get the kids and then put frogs in their mouth and then kill the kids and like cook the kid's body and somehow putting the frog in the mouth like makes a special like magic that like when they eat the body then they become fireproof like it's dumb. oh you you got to season that shit. Yeah. But they they need the the witch the the heart of a a great witch a, a white witch or whatever to to mix into their their special sauce and then then they'll be forever fireproof I guess I mean have you ever have you ever eaten a poorly prepared like poor child Ugh, mm-hmm. it does not taste good when you eat the right kind it, it makes it move um yeah I really wanted to like Famke Janssen as the villain here there's a bit where she, she spends too much time in makeup yeah she she. There's the her best scene is when she's like using the wand to make the one dude blow his own head off and <laughs> fucking like Jackson. The, there. Humans have such drab tastes. I think this place could use a bit more color. And you're like, yeah, but the, she, she, she like covering the dumb makeup. Well, and she man, she oversells that line. Like she takes forever. Like it's just like I think this place could use some color. You know, it's like just get on with it. You know, like yeah. if you've got like a a one liner, just spit it out. Well, this is why maybe Xenia Top didn't have so many lines. Um, oh, don't be dissing my girl, Famke. I know, I know. I feel bad about it. Uh, so I forgot in the scene where the where the dude has the inappropriate moment with the sleeping Gretel. Right after that, when they're conversing, he says, "I actually want to be like you guys someday." <laughs> and I wanted her to just do that thing where she walks up to him, puts her hands on his shoulder, looks him in the eyes, and just like knees his balls into his throat. You're just like headbutts him, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, the, how does this town not burn down entirely? Yeah. Like one of the buildings that's connected to all the other buildings, like catches massively on fire. Somehow they put it out. Show me your amateur fire squadron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like little dumb fairy tale moments where a guy's getting some porridge and he's like, not too hot, not too cold. Just right. There is a hell of a lot of dudes 
punching women in the face in this movie like did that stand out to you at all with with impunity (laughs) yeah it's sometimes with uh with aids like brass knuckles or like bottles of milk or something like i mean i i realize they're witch hunters but like after a while you just start to notice it you know well i think the thing to do with that is unfortunately if if your whole shtick is witches Mm -hmm whatever you want to call it, you're basically committing violence against women. So like at least do the Buffy thing where it's like, we also fight demons, which are mostly men or something. Um, it just, I don't know. It stood out to me just how much women getting punched in the face. There is in this movie. There's like a lot. It's like uh, a little suicide squatty. Yeah. Um, so it, there's I, way more than suicide squatty. I would say. Yeah. There's witches. There's grand witches. Which then, of course, I'm the guy who's like, well, how do you get a fucking promotion in the witch community? Yeah, I know. They're <laughs> like, it, seems, it seems like it's more like culinary based, like I'm putting the right frog. Well, they've got the right wands, and every time they use the wand, there's like this really cheesy like CGI color to show whatever they're doing. Um, um, they don't seem to do a whole lot of magic other than like moving stuff. Like she does the yeah. one like curse where like the guy explodes, right? Um, yeah. and she can like command, I don't know, like the tree to come to life to rip that one guy apart. But like, other than that, not a ton of what you like would think of as magic. That, that cool yeah. A fireball. Town catch on fire. mm-hmm. Um, there's a moment where Gretel has a dream about their mom, which I want to say this exact pseudo plot line is stolen from like the Tim Burton sleepy hollow. Kind of. Yeah. Oh, I mean, part? it's like, yeah. it's incredibly obvious that their mom was a good witch. Yeah. There's like clunky dialogue left and right about like, Oh, why doesn't magic affect you guys? Yeah. So the sexy lady from the beginning commits Hansel to get naked in like the healing waters pond of her. It's random uh, nudity. What, yeah. Random nudity. It's like, there's a, there's like a porno willingness to her. Um, and I mean, I'm just like, this great. Whole, I have to watch Jeremy Renner lose his virginity on screen. This whole bit is no, no pun intended. Half ass though. Like if you're, if you want to make a trashy movie, just, just get smutty with it. Like, it's mm-hmm. like they have this one kind of random nude shot and then that's it. And it's like, what do you think you're doing movie? Like, I don't know. What it's like, of, what kind of smutty? Like if I was a producer and I just sent you back the script of a note, it was like, give me smut. What would you, what would you write? Like, I, I feel like you either take that scene out. You're like, this is totally weird to just have like this random TNA shot. Or it's like, Oh, we're just going to be like balls to the wall. Like, TNA like hanging dong like the whole bit you know like like I want to see where like someone gets fucked doggy style over a unicorn it'd be like it'd be like if Game of Thrones had like one brief nude scene you know <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah so Peter Stormare I actually I mean this will, this will reflect my power rankings I actually like him better than Famke Janssen for what he gets to do, the fun he gets to have. His nose heals pretty quickly. He catches up with them. I think it's Gretel. And he says something to her like, this time I'm going to do the talking and you're going to do the bleeding. Mm. It's like, that's funny, but also, ew. There's a a whole sequence where we're we're cutting back and forth between Hansel getting fucked by this good witch in in like a little healing spa and Gretel just getting the shit beaten out of her over and over again and then like of course it eventually goes to the she's about to get raped moment as we like go back and forth like hansel's just like getting boned by this like hot babe who found him in the woods Mm -hmm. 
And then Gretel's just getting her face punched repeatedly. And then she's about to get raped. And it's like, hey, director, I think you might have some issues with women to work out. Fortunately, the CGI troll dude does not like violence against women. Is that guy CGI? Do you think he's not? I thought it was like just like a big makeup thing. That's a hell of a makeup job. Or maybe I, I maybe the I wonder. I like, feel like it's a mocap situation. Hmm. Oh, also, um, one of the guys. Oh, other people have guns in this movie too. Like some of the sheriff's deputies, which I thought was hilarious. One of the guys who's the deputy is an actor, and I'm not pronouncing this right because it's got like an umlaut or something in there. But phonetically, his name is Sebastian Hulk. I bring this dude up because he looks like the guy who was supposed to be Jim in from the office at the last season of the office, like the new Jim, but he's actually also the assassin in red sparrow. And he was also in Hannah. Hmm. That's why I bring up this dude. Okay. Sebastian Hulk. Hulk. So hot right now. Um, yeah. So yeah. So they, they happen upon their childhood home at one point. They're just like, Oh, look at that. I, I think this is our home. Yeah. And look at this. Here's a big drawing on the wall that we made. Yeah. That's weird. I guess we lived here. And it uh, just happens to be above like a witch layer. And then like for some reason, Jeremy Renner, his whole stick is like, we don't talk about our parents. Well, like, did you not think, okay, they're going to go somewhere with that? Like there's a, a spell or something or like there's an actorly moment happening because he keeps saying verbatim every single time it comes up. Hey, we don't talk about that. He even says it to her at one point. Hey, we don't talk about that. And I thought, okay, they're going to do something interesting with their backstory there. No, like he not. knew the whole time. Yeah, no, they just don't. He's, he's just like determined to be emotionally unavailable about his childhood, I guess. He's like, also, I just got laid mm-hmm. in a spa. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> what have you been up to? Without oh. a rubber. <laughs> I might have. It's like, okay. She's going to die later. Poor like witch village AIDS, whatever. Um, so yeah, I might have the French pox. <laughs> um, yeah, so Evil Famke Ganson shows up and she's like, BT dubs, your mom was a grand white witch. Also, she's there's like, white witches. Allow me to exposition. Yeah, there's yeah. white witches, so it's kind of okay that you fuck that chick, but then she's still gonna die at the end because she's a witch. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, there's also there's blood moons that can make a witch immune to fire. Somehow um, she like gets the drop on them here. I think this is where she kidnaps uh, Jim Arterton, right? Well, yeah, and he's but he gets some lines like, you know, you talk too much, and she still kicks his ass and stuff. Well, I think uh, his his girl there, Mina, she has a line. She says something like, "Like just shut up, you talk too much," or something like that too. When she's about to make out with him. Um. So, yeah, so Hansel and Gretel essentially descend from white witches. So being a woman that makes Gretel a white witch and Hansel, he just fucked a white witch. Mm-hmm. It, all work, it all comes out in the wash. Like, could this be like their, I don't know, so it's like, second is it cousin like, or something? Like, who is this woman? Well, yeah, how are witches related? How does this mm-hmm. work? Do you choose to become a witch? Again, how do you get promoted? Is the Mina the white witch just like a, like a poorly drawn su- surrogate for his sister? There's some like sprinkling of magic over their guns and ammo. He has bandoliers of big ass bullets too. Yeah. And this, I don't know, makes them kill witches better or something. Like I didn't get the impression before that the guns weren't doing the job. He just kept missing. Yeah. <laughs> he went to the stormtrooper like school of aiming. Mm-hmm. Um, the one detail that I, I thought could have been better. I didn't really like in the movie, but I liked the idea was when he gets into a fight with like a, 
like a Siamese twin witch, like a literally like a oh, beast yeah. with two witchbacks. That just that like was just creepy. That just looked like that was in that dude's notebook, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah. I'm going to use this. Like, yeah, I'm just going to burn it all off in this big crazy finale. I'm going for my my Peter Jackson moment." Um, so Gretel we have we have mentioned night. that the the troll like must obey commands from witches or something. That's yeah. like I don't know part of his his essence, I guess, is that he he can't deny the command of a witch or something that's why he rescued her from the rapist yeah um so girl gets into a knife fight with famke jansen um at one point the troll gets like knocked out so gretel has to use her steampunk taser as a defibrillator he gets thrown like stabbing into his chest yeah he he gets thrown off like a fucking cliff and yeah you just you just need to shock him awake after i don't know falling what a couple hundred feet to shock but then later Jeremy Renner does this move. That move where like you dive forward and like do kind of a, like a rolling flip and, like, <laughs> and he gets shoot, hit right in the fucking face. Shovel. <laughs> but like the movie doesn't seem to play it for the comedy that it clearly is. It's really weird. It plays it like it's just like part of the fight scene and not That's like the whole movie. <laughs> like you could see a a director who's like better at action comedy, like um Edgar Wright, I guess. Like yeah, that would be portrayed in a way where it's funny, you know. And here oh, it's shit. just kind of like Simon Pegg in this role would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah, that would make more sense. Is Hansel's just kind of like a little bit of a weirdo? Yeah, rather than trying to be Han Solo and and not. Yeah. Um, not Han Solo, not Ethan Hunt. Yeah. So you get um, you get Simon Pegg as Hansel. You get um, Nick Frost as the troll, right? <laughs> or or as the sheriff. Can we bring in um, uh, what is her name? The actress in in the uh, Gone Girl. Um, she was in oh, the world's end. Randa Frost. Randa Frost. Yeah, that's not her name. No, that's who she was in the Bond movie. I can't remember her. Oh, she was in Bond. That's right. Yeah. So the Amazing Amy. Amazing Amy. Yeah, I'll get the name eventually. You know, Reese Witherspoon. That, that was the name. Movie. Clicky clack keyboard. Mm-hmm. I'm looking. I'm looking. Rosamund Pike. Yeah, her is Gretel, maybe. I mean, okay, I don't dislike Gemma Arterton. I just feel like she is not right for this role. I I don't dislike her as an actress. I don't think she's very good in this role. If you told me that their scenes were filmed like Arrested Development, like season four, (laughs) where like they never actually met, I would believe it. Um. Yeah, so she catches up to them at the candy shack. And, you know, again, it's not terrible in the script. But here's, a, here's what you should never have to write in the script. A character saying, you got to be fucking kidding me at a plot development. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bad lampshade. And then Renner says things like, revenge won't change the past. It sure as hell does feel good. I, I just still can't believe they killed off his witch girlfriend. That just seems so like, oh, we got to get rid of this character. She's like one. There's like a fifth wheel too many here, you know. I don't remember how she dies. She just randomly gets stabbed by Famke Jansen when they go back to the gingerbread house, and she's like, "You're sacrificing yourself for a human, you dumb bitch!" And then she stabs her. He couldn't like do some kind of like healing waters. Like, no, like it's like you you set up the healing water. There's like a wand that maybe Jim Arterton could have used to to heal her, and instead she just has like this really weak death scene where she's just like, "There's one thing I want you to do." Kill the bitch, that you know. Oof. I wonder if like there's something where it's like the healing waters only work if you seal it like a sexual act. Okay. Like you do not really want to swim in those waters. Mm-hmm. 
It's like a, it's like a hot tub, like a hotel hot tub. It's just fluids, cook like soup. Um, yeah, so we get more Jeremy Renner voiceover. Like they know our story, our powers, what we can do, and they should fear us. Did did you well, have the whole like scene at the end where like there is somewhere in the desert? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was dumb. For those practicing the black arts, we're coming for you. Dead or alive, we'll take you down. Oh, the only the only interesting part it's like a it's like straight up like Hulk moment from the Avengers when they're like Edward, you want to knock? And he like punches in the door. Um, did you see who this desert witch, the sandwich, <laughs> the sandwiches? I did not know. It's Joanna Wellick. Oh, is it interesting? Yeah. Okay, R.I.P. Yeah. Spoilers. Uh, and then the last line is, "Hate to break it to you, but it's not going to be an open casket." She shoots this chick in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I think he could have worked on that one a little bit more. Yeah, so there's this weird animated stuff with like guns and magic wands during the credit, like this really goofy, stupid rock song. Yeah, it feels like a 90s movie in a lot of ways, you know? Yeah. Anyway, um, make one change. Um, Well, two things I would have first like considered is more dynamic between the brother and sister, like get into their adult interpersonal relationship. Uh, the other thing was play up Gretel, not just as an action hero, but maybe more like a, like a Sherlock Holmes type vibe, make her brother like her sidekick. Um, yeah, I say it just, it doesn't go far enough in any direction. Not that one direction is better than the other. It's just, it's a mess. Yeah. My thing, it, it, yeah, I don't know if you call this a single change, but like, you got to commit to the joke. Like either you're making a serious movie or you're making a comedy. I don't think this guy has a skill to make an action comedy. Like you've got to go full on like jokes about the weird sexual tension between the brother and sister, like Mm -hmm. actual, like good comedy one liners, like consistent and not just like every once in a while. Like you just got to push it all the way. Like if that's the movie you're making, do it. Anyway, uh, let's see your power rankings. Uh, you right there? 10, yeah, sorry, I was muting when I poured a drink. Uh, my number 10 would be the like super fan, who I guess name is Ben. Oh, okay. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. My number 10 was the uh, just the winch, the witch henchwoman. Women. Um, All of them? They're pretty blah, yeah. Okay. Uh, my number nine is the witch henchwoman, uh, including Joanna Wellick as the sandwich. Huh. I had Hansel and Gretel's parents at number nine. Uh, hmm. They went down pretty easy. I guess. Like, it's kind of. Which is like, what, no, what no, exactly I won't protect myself. I'll just mom. get burned alive. She gets burned. They catch Does her and she? burn her. Yeah. Okay. And they hang the dad. That's right. Well, it's like the dad's like one of those things where like. We just see his like feet dangling, right? No, they you see him get hung. Do you? Okay. Yeah, there's a whole bit. Um my number eight, uh, I have Edward the Troll. Oh, okay. I had the mayor at number eight. The mayor, by the way, who just like randomly gets murdered by the sheriff halfway through the movie. He just gets like yeah. shot in the throat and you're like, What? Okay. Yeah. I think you and I had the unrated cut, because I want to say that I read that that was in it. The actual hmm. killing of the mayor. Because it's like, I don't think it's in the theatrical. I cut. can like, see that doesn't matter. not being there. And yeah, it doesn't make any difference to the plot. Yeah. Uh, my number seven is Mina, the white witch, who 
I just found boring. I feel like she's telegraphed as the innocent ish love interest from the very beginning. And there's just not a whole lot of character beyond that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had Jackson in number seven. He's like their, <laughs> their helper guy who like seems competent until like suddenly he just like shoots himself in the, it blows his own head off with the shotgun. Oh, cause the, the witch uh, makes the him, witch makes yeah. him. Yeah. Um, but like, what a weird henchman you're like, Oh, we need like a tracker. How about this old fogey dude? Yeah. Who really likes their taser. Yeah. Uh, my number six is just the, uh, siblings, like whole fucking look with the leather and the wacky weapons. That is not a power ranking. Hmm. <laughs> I had Ben at number six, just whatever, fine. I mean, he did, uh, I guess, string up a whole bunch of like cable to like cut some fleeing witches into pieces with. So that was kind of cool. Number five, I have the horny witch. Um, Mostly, I think, because I just found out that she was the chicken Westworld. Yeah, just a character gross. Yeah, I I didn't like looking at her Mm -hmm. head. There's like the weird shot where suddenly she just like appears in extreme close up, like peering over a log at like a frog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had Muriel, Famke Hansen's evil, like the, the big bad witch at number five. Uh, Would have been higher if she wasn't stuck under all that makeup for so long. And her lines kind of sucked. Like all the lines of dialogue in this movie kind of sucked, really. Like, mm. I mean, this movie definitely you get that vibe of like, oh, yeah, this is one guy did this, you know, like you can tell sometimes we see a movie like you were like, Oh, but this was a spec script or something. It just, it doesn't sound, it doesn't have that kind of studio sheen and polish on it. Like this mm-hmm. is one of those movies where you're like, Oh yeah, it's definitely the expression of one person. Yeah. Sometimes movies die in like a death by committee. This one death by single fanboy vision. Mm-hmm. Um, my number four is Famke Janssen. Um, kind of like you said, this is like a legacy positioning. I, I wanted to like her more. I wanted this to be something good for her. Tis not. Yeah. Uh, number four, I had Hansel. I mean, honestly, I could have put him lower. I feel like he just sucked in this movie. You can put the troll super high, aren't you? Maybe. Okay. Uh, number three, I have Hansel. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, for all the reasons we've mentioned so far. <laughs> yeah. Simon Pegg. I'm just going to think about that from now on. Like, what I think you were the one who shared the article with me years ago. Wasn't there a thing for a while, like after Renner had gotten divorced, it was like he and a buddy in between movies were just buying houses and like he's flipping a, them. He's a house slipper. He still does it. I think like, so they buy a house, him and the guy, like they, they sleep in the house while they're working on them and they just Fix sell it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those, I'm, I'm almost surprised they haven't talked him into like one of those kind of like, uh, was it HGTV? Like, I think that's right, the channel. Right. Yeah, where it's like, because I know they have shows like that where it's just like, you know, fixer uppers or whatever. Um, Can you imagine you like answered the casting call for some kind of house fixing show and then like Jeremy Renner's like the surprise thing and you're like, who is this guy? And they're like, well, don't you recognize our celebrity judge? And you're like, no, should I? Who is he? Well, they're like, oh, have you we, never seen the Avengers? Well, it's like, oh, yeah, we got this. Avengers. I love him. Who's this guy? We got this great get. We got Renner. He wants to do the show. On the plus side, he's a big name. On the minus side, he's way less charismatic than like the random other people we normally have doing this. 
and the, the the guy's like, "Oh, you were in the Avengers? Are you Quicksilver? <laughs> are you the Vision? I don't know what I'm looking at here." Um, are we at number two? I think no. I my number three is um, Mina. The, oh, okay. The love cool. interest. I'm sure she was useful, and then she died. Yeah, um, useful to Jeremy Renner. Uh, my number two is Peter Stormare as the sheriff. I wow. I know, I know, but I feel like wow. here's here's a perfect combination of a sleazy actor and a sleazy role in this movie. It's like one of the few things where it's like for what this role is, you have found the right actor. Yeah, I I was not buying what he was selling the way you were. I don't know if I was like enjoying it, but you know, when people find their destiny, I can at least admire that. Hmm. Yeah, I'd Gretel at number two. Um, you go troll way at number one. Doing the best of all the actors, I guess, with the material. It's not great. I still don't think she's like right for the role, but she's doing what she can. High praise. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why she's my number one. I I found her to be the, I don't know, the one thing that like saved parts of this movie. Wasted, I think, in other parts. Um, I could see her, her falling into like some kind of action ensemble based on this but yeah i don't know it's not hard for an actor like her to shine in a movie like this well at number one i had edward the troll in your fucking face um yeah. i don't know i just it, when he was on screen i could just pretend i was watching like labyrinth i guess <sighs> you picked that because it is better and it is your heart i understand um would you recommend this movie probably not <laughs> it's like it's I want to be able to recommend it. It's like, oh yeah, get drunk and watch this. It's hilarious, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. Um, it it just fails at even being a so bad it's good kind of movie. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Well, I think it's telling that this movie doesn't even make the cut for like a Cinema Sins video. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just such a failure on every level. I don't know how this guy got. $50 million to make this movie. It's kind of mind boggling. Hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah, that was Hansel and Gretel witch hunters. Look forward to the sequel. Um, so we're going to talk about red sparrow Hansel and Gretel into darkness. Yes. Red sparrow and thoroughbreds. Uh, spoiler warning, I guess from here on out, if you really want to see either of those movies and I mean, I don't really think thoroughbreds can be spoiled, but maybe. Hmm. Anyway, spoiler warning. Uh, Red Sparrow. Yeah. What'd you think? What'd you think? Didn't I? I kind of gave some minor thoughts on this last week, right? Yeah. Um. It was okay. Like, I see what they're going for. Is sort of like no way out situation where you don't really know whose side she's on because mm-hmm. you see like how what a precarious position she's in. But I think they kind of they tipped their hand a little bit early just with kind of how her character is treated. Um, And also, it's obvious that she's like cooking up some sort of secret plan of her own. I mean, well, yeah, when she's like grabbing glasses and stuff, all all this stuff where it's like, what's she doing with the whole bank account thing that she had to like wait till they were closing to set up? And why did she go back and check that guy's password? It's like, obviously, she's up to something. So, yeah, if you could call that a twist later on. 
And you knew for certain that Jeremy Irons was like the mole. As soon as he appeared on screen and he's just like, who's that guy? And I'm like, that guy is you, obviously. <laughs> you have not fooled me in the slightest movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like for 20 seconds, I thought maybe it's, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Sierra Hines. Is that right? Karen Hines. Mm-hmm. Karen Hines. Um, for maybe a full minute, I thought it might actually be the uncle. I wasn't even thinking about that there would be a secret identity until they were like the big heads of intelligence were like looking at the footage and Jeremy yeah. Irons is like, the question is, who's that guy? And I'm like, Oh, yeah. it's you obviously. Yeah. Which it's kind of funny. So I watched this movie last week, week before, and I was like, Oh wow. I haven't seen Karen Hines in forever. I forgot he was on game of Thrones. And then the other night I went to go see like the movie broadcast version of like Benedict Cumberbatch's Hamlet in which Karen Hines plays Claudius. And I said to myself, I've seen Karen Hines in forever <laughs> just on week before it's um, I, I, I walked. So both these movies, I can say I walked out of the theater and I heard like other people's reactions and walking out of Red Sparrow. A lot of people were like, oh, shit, she is such a great actress. And I was like, well, mm. this is maybe not displaying that range. Did you have uh, a problem with the accents? Not so much. Uh, the only thing with this movie and the accents and everything is. You just have to accept that at times, even though it's all in English, that some of it's supposed to be in Russian and yeah, some of it's supposed to be I, in English. I'm fine with that. I know I saw some reviews basically referencing the whole, you know, moose and squirrel type of uh, Russian accent, which I'm fine with. I don't I don't know the, the hokey or the Russian accent, the better. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's probably more sexual violence in this movie than there needed to be. And, and, and yeah, sexual violence, gore. Like the skinning, I didn't have as big a problem with that. It just, I don't know. I felt like the sexual politics of this movie were kind of weird. Um, she's sent to horror school, but like she never really participates in it. It's like the movie has to kind of keep her character, quote unquote, pure during all that. Like she even leaves school early, so she never really learns to be a sparrow. It's definitely counter to the advertisements where, like, I feel like the trailer made you think that she was like raised in a horror school like black widow horror school there for like three months and seemingly seemingly horror school consists entirely of like being made to do something sexually with somebody else that you don't want to do but you can say no yeah and watching porn um i i wanted something where charlotte rampling who is like one of my longtime movie crushes and so waste in this movie. I wanted something where she walked in when she does the weird power play on the guy who tries to rape her in the shower and like he like can't get it up and like fuck her in front of the classroom or whatever. I wanted Charlotte Rampin to just walk up and be like, you passed. <laughs> well, like, something. Is, is there nothing else? Like I know we see some people like jogging and we see like some people the firing range in the background, but it sure doesn't seem like she's learning a whole lot about like tradecraft you know like seemingly everybody else there is like from the military except for her um yeah i mean and he couldn't really do like the two years later bit just because of the whole plot line with the mole and like needing to get back and like there's a reason they have to compress all that you know um what did you think of joel edgerton in this movie because so much hinges around him and he's very i feel like he's he's doing like poor man's uh jason clark from zero dark 30 basically okay I, I had a good chuckle every time they were like, he's a very handsome CIA agent. And I was like, is he though? Is that what we're all seeing here? Maybe it's like from a Russian me. perspective? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And it, it yeah. made me wonder, like, they were like, oh, we have this, like, history of, like, porn and what he's into. And I was like, I, Some anal. I wonder if that's supposed to be, like, he's intentionally set that up. Like, is he fishing for a sparrow? Or is that, no, that's real. That's just the porn he watches, you know? Because it kind of seemed like they were both laying crumbs for the other to find at some point. No, I other think points. at that point, I think at that point, that's just the porn he watches. I guess, yeah. But it, it almost seemed like at times he, the movie wanted us to think they're being very clever and kind of leading people along intentionally. And at other times, at that not point, so much. The movie, he's back in Budapest, is it right? Yeah. Just hoping that his mole will like resurface and contact him. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, this guy's back here trying to meet the mole. Here's what the porn he's into. Go do your thing, Red Sparrow. And like, you know, like beyond just like the the sexual training she seemingly gets, like presumably she's become some kind of like fuck ballerina. Um, I wanted just like the basic training of like, here's how you walk down a street and like use natural landmarks to like keep an eye on a tail or you know like the the things that i think everyone thinks they could do but they would fuck up royally well, he seems much better at tradecraft than her whole her whole yeah. thing is well, basically I mean, he like should be, right? she, she was running like a xanatos gambit yeah yeah he should obviously be better than her and she was just like playing the long game the whole time yeah um the actress who plays her roommate who's like the other former sparrow oh yeah i have only ever seen this chick in roles of like a like a femme fatale like an espionage-esque movie but she's the she's the chick who beds uh saeed in the economist oh is she excellent how'd you like uh marie louise parker and run over by a fucking truck <laughs> that was that was a i was just I was waiting for that to happen like it's the most telegraph shot ever it's like oh like a, a medium shot of somebody standing in the middle of the road wonder what's gonna happen i never did you ever watch weeds i never watched weeds but i watched like four episodes of it and i was like i think i get it i'm good i don't need any more i just i feel like marilise parker's probably a lot of fun in real life mm-hmm. yeah i don't know it was i i like the cat and mouse aspect of it and i i I like the idea of two people trying to out like two spies who know the others are spies and still trying to outwit each other. Um, I don't think the movie is quite as smart as it wanted to be. No, no. I mean, it wanted to be like, again, like a John LeCarre novel, like it's a Russian house, but with like more sex and violence. Uh, I was intrigued at first because the mom makes the comment that I never liked the way your uncle looked at you as a child. And then it was like nothing seemed super sexual about them for a while. And I thought, okay, that belies like a much more crueler, interesting kind of malevolence. I think they were just laying some tracks so that she can like pretend to quasi seduce them later while she's like planting evidence. Well, it's like I feel like that was like the final test. Like if you bite, I I am going to, you know, ruin you. Mm -hmm. Um, And he did bite, of course. But yeah, so I liked I liked the ending. yeah, it was just it was a very long movie. It was not quite what I was expecting, but it wasn't bad. It just wasn't. It was not Black Widow, that's for sure. No, it wasn't. Like this Black was, this was not like the theoretical Black Widow movie that we want. Yeah, and Which I is good. They could still do a Black Widow movie. <laughs> it, I don't think the Black Widow, Widow movie would be this, but it would be interesting to see a movie, maybe Atomic Blonde is this. I haven't watched that about an actual sparrow who's like not resisting. The, the cause the whole time mm. you know like someone who will do anything to get what they need i mean essentially like she's like 
she's resisting her role the whole time in this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Atomic Blonde is by no means an amazing movie, but I feel like it's more enjoyable than this in a certain mm-hmm. kind of way. Probably shorter, I would imagine. It's shorter. I mean, you got to put up with a lot of James McAvoy doing a certain kind of character mm. who gets on your nerves. Uh, can I make a suggestion when we have a Black Widow movie where we like do like the origin story of Black Widow? Can we put Hawkeye in that, played by Simon Pegg? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, thoroughbreds. Uh, it feels right. Like there's a symmetry in talking about a witch movie and then also talking about something that features Anna Taylor joy. Mm-hmm. You saw the witch, right? Yeah. You saw it. I did. Yeah. Yeah. You did. Um, this wouldst thou like to live deliciously. <laughs> did you like the witch? I guess. Yeah. It was fucking weird, but okay. It was, it was an experience. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Can I say um, this before I say anything else about Thoroughbreds? I hated please. I hated the soundtrack to this movie. I was just okay. like it, it would, took me out of the movie a lot and like I feel like I would have enjoyed the movie much more if they'd like had a real composer. Mm. Like it just like fucking banging on the conga drum like randomly like kind of like it's like jazzy like conga drum score just no thank you. I'm done with that. There was some little flourishes on the soundtrack of like other instruments that I did enjoy of the original music. Um, yeah, it was it it felt in a first film, and I think this is a pretty good first film for a director. That part seemed like one of the definitely more I don't know either amateurish or like the the kitchen sink aspect to your first film. Um, I would say I enjoyed this more for the performances than for like a, co- a cohesive whole. Um, I I thought the story was pretty bland, but I really liked all the two hander scenes between was it Lily and Amanda or that their names? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I really liked all their scenes together, even though they weren't necessarily like going anywhere very fast. I thought their interplay was good. Was Olivia like, Cook is fantastic in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think, um, but like their their actual plan kind of sucked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I thought, I kept thinking for the way you set up the Olivia Cook character, where she's basically a sociopath who's like tired of hiding it, you know, but she wants a friend. For the way they kind of make her like, like clinically realistic about things, I kept waiting for her to have a better plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, come on, like that, that's the best you got. Um, even like later, the plan that Anya Taylor Joy enacts, would that work? <laughs> like, did you take off the the kitchen the, the, like the, the gloves the sweater? Well, you're covered in blood, and you've got like kitchen gloves on that are covered in blood. Like that's a little weird if they find what you are, like that. What are you doing? Are you going like calling the cops and taking a shower, and then they're like, "Why is your hair wet?" Like, what do you? Are you also she, roofing yourself? Yeah, I was gonna say, should she roofie herself too, and then you know claim the reverse or? So the trailer called it Heather's meets American it Psycho. Is not. I feel like it's more like Heather's meets American Beauty. If I would think, I would say this is not Heather's at all. Not even uh, a little bit. I think the better, like you know, blogline would be like Team Sparia plans a fun murder and a series of Kubrickian long takes. I mean, I think the movie is. I don't know if you call this a twist necessarily because I think they tip their hand pretty early on it, but it's the the basic conceit is like, oh, they're both sociopaths. 
But uh, I don't think that's the thing. You don't think so? I don't think Anna, I don't think Anna Taylor Joy is a sociopath. I okay, interesting. That that was my read. Is like they're both sociopaths, and she's the more dangerous one, essentially. But I feel like they tipped it pretty early on by like the second or third interaction that Anya Taylor Joy is also pretty nuts. I I can't claim to be as well versed or as horny for like DSM. Uh, uh, diagnoses but i feel like one of them might be more of a psychopath that is uh not no uh psychopath no? and sociopath are the same thing are they really yeah it, for, forget what uh bbc sherlock holmes tells you that it's the same thing <laughs> okay um i because she definitely feels an outpouring of emotion after committing the act and what she's putting her friend through. And then she gets over it obviously very quickly or she gets over it at some point. Um, no, I'd say it's unclear whether or not she's feeling that emotion for her friend or for herself. Well, she's feeling the emotion though, is the thing. So she passed can feel emotion. Hmm. Tell us about your emotions. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I, like I said, I, I feel like the, it's either in their, in their second or third scene together, it becomes clear that she's very willing to like, it's it's clear that she has no moral center, I guess you'd say, you know, uh, um, that she's yeah. re- willing to kill, which I don't know if they, if they had maybe dragged that on a little bit longer, it would have been more interesting. I mean, Olivia cook basically makes a comment to uh, talking about the idea of evil. So she obviously, believes in a certain level of right and wrong even if it's not like like the like, same definition I, as the rest of us have. i guess i, I uh, kind of would have been into the idea of this movie if it played out where it seemed like i believe it's amanda as louis cook's character if she was sort of like slowly if it seemed like she was slowly seducing lily around to her ideas and it it's like it was actually a double blind like she was being manipulated the whole time by lily mm-hmm I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, mean, I guess it's still. The way the I like what we got, but I feel like the the story part could have been better. I mean, the movie is like you said; it's the two hander scenes between these two actors, and it's to me, it's a general sense of ambiance of the movie. It's definitely feel the movie that I enjoyed. Um, well, it's, it's clear they had like overly, no budget. It's not an overly complicated movie, and it doesn't need to be. Um, there are like things like I would have enjoyed seeing them like scenes of them planning the murder better would have been a lot of fun. I mean, the, the ending to me kind of felt like an implied because Olivia cook is so brutally honest that she used the technique when her friend was crying on her shoulder and the ride back from her father's funeral, that that was why she was going to offer her up as the sacrificial lamb. Hmm. Um, and then you get the touching moment of Olivia cook is like, not calling her bluff per se, but just being like, I'm, I'm your friend. This is what I owe you, or I would do this for you or what have you, or my life is wasted in D like you said, um, drinking the, drinking the, juice or the, whatever, yeah. the roofie drink. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of like, again, a cliche to like end your movie on a, on a, a letter slash dream sequence. But I did kind of chuckle hard when she's, getting examined in the mental hospital and it lines up with the story about like, I turned to you to say something and all I can say is that she opens her mouth to do the ah and the horse sound comes out. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, yeah, I get this. The, the me, I had the same almost visceral level of joy uh, as akin to 
kiss me, my dear, before I'm sick. Hmm. Okay. So that's, I mean, so basically what happened was my weekend was on Friday. I looked at my schedule and I was like, I'm only gonna be able to see one movie this weekend. I feel like I owe it to myself to see wrinkle in time and, you know, to the world or whatever. But I think I want to see thoroughbreds a lot more. Yeah. I may eventually see wrinkle in time. I haven't yet. The reviews are are not kind. No, they're not, but I I think I'm still going to go see it. Plus I was, it was a book I read like a ton as a kid. I, I could not get into the book when I tried to read it. Um, I know oh, from from the trailers for that movie, I I just thought the trailers were fucking awful, and I was like, well, maybe this is just marketing trying to like force a you know round peg square hole type situation, make it look like a a big fun YA movie. But it sounds like no, that's like what you're getting on the tin, you know. So I guess yeah. I'll see it, but I don't know. It's it's hard to work up a lot of enthusiasm to go see it because it, it does sound like it's pretty bad. Yeah, and it's it's kind of wacky in those trailers which is you know invention of the movie and so i mean it i guess it would work if it is definitely just all encompassing like you're just really into ava duvernay's like style in the movie um because i think that's the thing that the movie could shoot for based on what i'm reading it being like a really stylish failure but i don't know um but on a personal note is uh anton yelchin's character basically like our friend steve in this movie (laughs) (laughs) Like best better looking, Steve. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, that that was just like a weird sort of go nowhere thing. His his character got a little too preachy at times. Like, I don't know. Like, not the greatest scenes with him. I mean, he's he was good as the character, but those scenes stood out to me. Like, he's just like, I'm gonna be living in mansions too, and I don't know. He just seemed like an idiot. Well, at some point you have to realize this character is not who he claims to be. Yeah. In the most banal sense. <laughs> Her stepdad was definitely a fucking asshole. Oh, he was creepy. And it was interesting because it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, like a lot of movies, it wasn't necessarily sexual. Yeah. It was just like, I think it's like he, it's like an authoritarian prick. Well, it's like maybe he gets this character before the rest of us do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was effective. Just the sound of like the rowing machine. <laughs> As building up that ominous dread. And I kind of like, I think you kept expecting like, you're going to go upstairs and it's going to be something just hideous, that sound. But like, smartly, they never really show you. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I definitely got the sense that like they had almost no budget when making this movie. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But they, they made it work for the most part, I'd say. Which, I mean, what do you do when you have no budget? It's your first movie. You, you have your cinematography. You just say, take some chances. Do, do some style. Um, I mean, for me, the the single best moment in the movie is probably when Olivia Cook looks at the there's like a photo of of young Lily there smiling. Oh, the mirror. She, she does like the smile of her of herself her own. Like it's it's like chilling the way she kind of can approximate feeling and then just like it just leaves her face. Did it not remind you a little bit when you then saw the uh, the Taylor Swift video a little bit? <laughs> wow, no. Are you oh, saying okay. that Taylor's a sociopath? Well, that's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, that was my favorite bit. And just the visuals of the two of them on the outdoor chessboard. Um, I just like the way that that looked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I thought. I, I just I, don't know how the, the pieces look the same. That was bugging me in that scene. I'm like, how do you how do you tell whose piece is whose? Oh yeah, yeah. The color is not differentiated nearly enough. I think no. it's like just a slightly shade different. Not nearly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I just 
a lot of the movies that Anna Taylor Joy does, I just they're not the movies that I want to go see. Like I don't want to go see Split. I don't want to go see The New Mutants. So it was kind of nice to because she's obviously like carving up a certain kind of cinematic real estate for herself. And so it was kind of nice to see a movie with an actor that I know was out there doing things. And I, I thought she was. Oh, she's still good. Only just 21. Yeah. Let me see. What does she have coming out? Because I, I mean, it seems like she's moving into bigger stuff, but she also has that kind of like indie cred. Yeah. Um, Is she doing like a split too? Is that happening? She's going to be in that glass movie. Yeah. Oh boy. Was she the main character? In that, I think like so. The one I who lives. I, don't, I haven't seen it either. Um, I just don't want to. It looks so like she's bad. got a lot of stuff coming up, but I haven't heard of most of this except for New Mutants and Glass. Yeah, um, but I feel like she's she's like about to get cast in something huge. I feel like. Yeah. Oh, she's magic in the New Mutants. That's hilarious. That's who she's playing. Ileana Rasputin. Yeah. Huh. Fucking uh, so, Colossus's little sister. Arya Stark is Ron. She's uh, she's like Wolfsbane? Wolfsbane, which is a fucking terrible character. Um, all I remember from Wolfsbane is just she's constantly just like crushing on Cannonball. Yeah, lamely. What do you mean suck? I, I also, believe I, I read somewhere that they're things. they're like adding a new character in the reshoots. Oof! I Oof. wonder, like, but Nathaniel Essex. <laughs> Does that movie like presumably the 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 merger with Fox is going to be done by then? Like, is it possible that movie just never comes out? Maybe I think I saw like an IO9 article where they were like they still don't have the okay to like use X Men characters. It's uh, Charlie Heaton's character is apparently Cannonball. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I just wonder, like, if that merger completes and, like, you know, in like July or something, the movie's not scheduled to come out till next year. What do they do with it? Because yeah. that Deadpool sounds like it, like a flop waiting to happen. By the way, did you did you happen to see the Red Band trailer for Deadpool uh, at either of these movies? Is that the one where they have to pause because the special effects aren't yeah, done? Yeah. I hate that joke. I've seen that four did, times in the movies now. Has did that joke just fucking flops on the ground and dies? Like, like I feel like all of the humor of Deadpool is like so stale by now, and I I just I, I could so, totally see the new movie just like like it, comedies are hard to do sequels of to begin with. I think even Guardians of the Galaxy two had that issue. Like, I yeah. just I could see Deadpool two just like the joke is old and nobody's laughing now. Yeah, I don't remember them all. There were six trailers before Thoroughbreds. The first two were for movies featuring The Rock, oh, which yeah. I thought was weird. Um, like Rampage, and then the one where it's like a skyscraper. Diehard. Yeah, and he's got like a fake leg. Yeah, um, the last trailer before the movie started was the fucking Chappaquiddick trailer. Oh, oh, I haven't seen the trailer for that. And I'm like, oh yeah, going to the thoroughbreds got a real boner for this mm-hmm. uh, Ted Kennedy movie. <laughs> uh, it's just very weird. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess we're going to do Fantastic Beasts next week. That'll be fun. Why, why are you people doing this to us? This is... Uh, we did promise we'd do it eventually. You know, to all you people who were asking for this, 
you know, doubt that the stars are fire or whatever, but don't doubt that we love you because. Oh, also, I don't know why I don't hate this movie, but I just it's one of those movies where I'm just like, I don't want to do this. The trailer for Fantastic Beast 2 comes out tomorrow, I believe, actually, the, the teaser trailer. So there you go. What if they go full troll and it's just all Johnny Depp? I don't, think, does, I don't think that they would think that that's full troll is the problem. Yeah. What if what if it's just like him sneering at the camera and he's like, miss me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, yeah. Next week. Live. Kind of. Um, fuck it. We'll do it live. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah. Prequel to what's it called now? Like Fantastic Beasts colon. Grindelwald or something. The Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah. yeah. Shouldn't it be like Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald? Whatever. Of all the branding you could go for, you're like, yeah, Fantastic Beasts. Well, it's like, to me, that implies that the main character, whose name I've already forgotten, is like going to be wacky adventures with like his beasts. Mm-hmm. And like they're always going to be integral, like saving the day. I can't or, prove it, but I, I feel confident that what happened was she had a fantastic beast movie idea. And then like halfway through, they were like, we want Grindelwald prequels. And so it just kind of like got crowbarred into what they were already doing. Or what they'd already announced. Yeah. Oh, also I want to apologize. I've been saying Anna Taylor joy. It's on Anya. Taylor joy. Yeah. Anyway, Till next time. Toodaloo. Peace be with you.